Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. Royal Pizza is offering curbside pickup and takeout options. Uh, they also have dine-in options at eight of the 13 Edmonton and area locations. Go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Uh, Staff recommendation, the meat lovers, which will just fire up my next guest because he's a full-on vegan. We welcome back to the show Edmonton sporting icon uh, for many of the years in the NHL, the heavyweight champion of the National Hockey League, George LaRock. Hello, George. How are you? Very good, Bob. How you doing, bro? Good. Now, do you still have pizza? Like, do you have like vegan pizza once in a while, or what do you what do you yeah, do I there? Do. Yeah, I do yeah? have vegan pizza once in a while. Uh, there's so many variations of it that you could have. Uh, they could pretty much find anywhere. But you know, when you were talking about veganism, I'm just wondering: uh, do you still go eat burgers at Dairy Queen, or you're done with that? Well, now, George, just remember, you never know who's an advertiser and a client of the show. So, Oh, I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, but I will tell you this. I maybe sneak off probably once a month to Dairy Queen. I really like their score blizzards. So, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the only one. Like, do you have a, George, like, because your weight's gone up and down a bit, too. And now I think you're training again now that you got over the COVID. Uh but uh, do you have a little, like, I have a sweet tooth. That's part of the reason why I carry a little bit of extra weight. But do you have sort of a, a, a sneaky little cheat item that you go out and eat once in a while that you probably shouldn't based on uh, actually, what's good? Actually, I'll give you a little trick uh, if you have a sweet tooth like I do because I've lost 40 pounds so far. And an easy trick to, to uh, help you when, when you really need something sweet, just have a sip of uh, maple syrup. That's it. A sip of, of organic maple syrup. It'll control your insulin level, and then it'll calm down the, the craveness you have. Because sometimes, you know, when you have this craveness of having sugar, and you, you go to a store, you see you see a you see a convenience store, you'll get a chocolate bar, you'll go buy ice cream or whatever just for that craving. Just carry with you a little bottles of uh, maple syrup, and when you have a craving, have a little sip. It's alkaline. It's better for your body. And that way, it won't encourage uh, yourself to have too much calories. So you'll gain, uh, take more weight. That's when, did you, 
when did you start worrying about like what you were eating? At what point did you like? Were you doing when, this? I, I actually, uh, I, I've been vegan since 2009. But when I retired, and well, actually, when I retired, when I got released in 2010, and then I was forced to retire after, I gained close to 100 pounds within a year. So uh, I was like, okay, so after being a player in the NHL, when I'm going to get into sumo wrestling, like I was like, my God, I was sweating going up the stairs like three steps. It, it was embarrassing. I had to, honestly, I had to go to a big and tall to get some, some clothing. And, and actually, I thought I was going to get my sheets for my bed to make pants with it because I was so big. It, it, it was embarrassing, Bob. And then... You know, my, how my much did you? Looking, sorry, George. How much did you? Did you get to three fifty? Because you finished. Oh, you no, higher. Three seventy. I went up to three seventy. I was playing at two sixty. I was up to three seventy. It, it was bad. It was bad. So I was like, "What am I doing? Why do I follow the trend on every athlete when they retire to gain so much weight?" Yeah. So that's when I decided. You know what? So you know what I did? I said, "You know what? I'm going to do a marathon." That's why if I, I said, you know what, if I do a marathon, I'm going to shed it all off. And I did because, you know, I forced you to run. It, it was hard on my body, but I was like, you know what, this is the punishment I'm giving to myself because I let myself go so much that I'm going to punish my body to be back to normal. And now I'm pretty close to, to my plain weight, and, and I feel much better. But it's the thing. I remember when I was playing with the Oilers every day. They weigh you like they go on the scale, and and then they check your your, your fat percentage and all that stuff. And I remember, and I don't even remember that. There's one time I came for the morning skate. We we're playing Nashville. I'll never forget. MacD weighed me, and I was like 257, and and I had to be at 255. So he sent me home. So I went home, and they said, if you're not 255 tonight, you're not playing. So Come on. I went home. Yeah, he did. So I went home, and I had a bike at home, and I rode the bike. I didn't eat anything. I came back, and uh, Stu, Stu Poirier, which was a massage therapist, weighed me, and I was like, I don't know, 253 or something because, you know, I, I rode the bike, and I was totally dehydrated. So I played the game, and believe it or not, that game against Nashville, I played 17 minutes. It was one of my best games ever. Oh, man. So it was incredible. But just to let you know, that discipline you need to have every single day when you walk into a dressing room and you get weight and stuff, when you be tired, the thing is, is that you let go. You eat stuff that you never, you, you would never eat before, and you, you, you get so used to it. And the thing is, because you don't work out as much, what happens is that that's why we gain weight a lot. And athletes, we're like robots, right? Like, for, during the summer, you train for the season coming up. But when you retire... It's tough to go to the gym and just train to be in yep. shape. That's why if you if you choose a goal, and, and actually not just athletes, but a lot of people like that, people that are listening right now, if you want to lose weight, an easy way to do so, if you're not motivated when you go to the gym, pick a challenge you want to do, like maybe not a marathon because it's pretty extreme, but pick maybe a 21K or 10K. Because if you pick a 10K training, then you're going to start training to be able to complete it. And then that way is going to give you motivation to train to be able to complete it, and that way you'll, you'll be healthier. So that's a, an easy way to force yourself to be back to healthy if you have a goal like this that you want to achieve. So when, I, when we were at Body by Bennett together in 2007, uh, I, just, I, was, I just turned 40, George, and I was probably 25 pounds lighter than I am right now. So I was probably 220 to 225 pounds. At least that's what I'm going to go with, and I'm going to stick with that at that time. So, and you were, you were, you know, I mean, you were training back then. You were training in, in the, and this was from like the season would be over. 
you would be back training at Body by Bennett by what, May 15th? Yeah, it would, it would take maybe like four weeks off and I'd be back yep. at, at training at Body by Bennett like for, like all like all out. And I see you and Daryl Cates there all the time. I remember you and Daryl Cates, you were training very, very hard. I was seeing you guys every day at the gym. I was like, wow, that was that was impressive because you guys... <laughs> okay, I didn't think we were going to go down this path, but anyways... No, no, but, no, but it's true. You guys were training hard and, and what was impressive is you weren't training for anything. It was just to stay healthy. And I yeah. saw you guys every single day and you saw the guys, you know, Hark was there too and a bunch of NHL guys were there all the time were training super hard to, because Edmonton, contrary to all the other teams in the NHL, physically the, the, the testing and, and, and the, 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 that we have to go through, the physical testing was, was harder than all the other NHL teams, and especially all the other ones that I've ever been to. I remember this one year we had to do a run uh, in, a, in River Valley, like it was a, I think a three miles run or something like that. So it, it, it was, the conditioning was so, so important. You know, there was, you remember when there was Curtis Brackenbury, a, a yeah. former Ironman champion that was taking care of the conditioning and then they all do. Those guys were high on conditioning and that's why the Oilers back then when we were competing against big market teams, we were able to, 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 to beat those teams because, you know, the hard physical nose, like four line playing hockey because guys were so much in shape we could play oh, yeah. 60 minutes of hitting and running guys because, you know, guys, the conditioning were so, were so hard, were so hard on guys. And I've seen Kevin actually cutting guys after the physical, not even skating, because the physical, like, coming into the training camp was so bad. So that's how important the physical has always been with the others. And it was a secret to compete against all the big market teams because back then we didn't have the, 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 the same, uh, as much money as the big team to get big guys. But we're competing every year because of our conditioning. Hey, you brought up Daryl Duke. We can tell the story now. You had, did you not have a, a legendary boxing match in the Oilers dressing room with Daryl Duke? Okay, I'll, I'll tell you the, the true story about it. So, because, you know, there's so many people that heard different versions of it. So I'll tell you exactly what that is. Daryl Duke, uh, may he rest in peace. He passed away. Uh, we yeah. lost him. He was a great man, a former uh, uh, boxer, and, 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 you know, he trained so many great guys. And he hosted when Semenko fought an exhibition match, Mohamed Ali. Uh, yeah. Daryl Duke was unreal. Unreal. He was my mentor in terms of conditioning. So one time, you know, uh, I, I was sitting with Slats, and Slats was kind of like saying, George, I bet you, you can beat uh, Daryl Duke. Because Daryl Duke is a former Golden Glove, and I was like, "Are you kidding me? He's so small. I have no problem." He's like, "Oh, uh, I'll uh, bet you a dinner or whatever." Like I do a bet with Slats, so I was like, "No problem." So I'm in the dressing room with Daryl Duke, and all the guys they're sitting around in their stalls. They're all they're like like a, they're doing kind of a ring. Like there's a square, and me and Daryl we have gloves, and we don't have helmet or anything, and then we're boxing. It, it, it's insane. So. We're boxing and we're kind of going, you know, lightly in the beginning and then try to, we go harder and harder and harder and I'm really pumping him pretty hard. And then kind of like in the movie Rocky, when, when Rocky and, and Apollo Creed, they punch each other at the same time, we kind of threw a punch at the same time that we both went down. I knocked Daryl down, but, but when Daryl hit me though, his thumb hit my eye. So I went down. Daryl went down, and then Daryl really stumbled. Like he was knocked out. And then when we were down, the guys were counting to ten, kind of like it was the movie. But me, I was on one knee, and I was like, "Oh my God, I can't see." My eye socket was back, 
So I couldn't see. So I was like, I, I was panicking because I couldn't see. I was like, so I wasn't knocked out. I was like, I can't see, I can't see. So I stay on one knee. And while I'm complaining about my eyes, I see they're all like stumbling to, 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 to get up. So he's get up at the, the count of 10. So he gets up before. So people are like, they're all wins, right? But me, yeah, I'm still on one knee and I'm like, I can't see. I'm panicking. So I go to Kenny's room after and can't see. I have to go to the hospital. And when I go to the hospital, they're like, George, if this doesn't heal on its own, you're going to be blind in one eye. There's like, we're just going to see if it heals on its own. My career would have been over. I was uh, it's my, in my second or third year in the NHL. I was like, what? So I missed the next three games. And it was insane because my agent is like, you know what? We're going to have to sue the team. George, if your career is done, this is bad. Slats made you do that. This is not good. So I had to cross my finger that my eyes, was, the eyesight was going to be back because I couldn't see anything. And eventually, after a week, it got back, but I missed three games. And we couldn't say anything to the media when it happened because, you know, how, how do you explain to the media George is missing three games because of an idea of Slats? He fought Daryl Duke in the dressing room. You know, how do you explain that? So I remember that game. Actually, that, the next day we were playing uh, the Caps and then uh, Sean Brown had to fight Chris Simon because I wasn't yep. there. And it was like, George, could you be back healthy? It was, it was quite something. But uh, that's the true story that they all do story. Yeah, so there's no truth to the rumor that somebody drew, uh, like, tape around your guys' bodies like a crime scene after the fight or anything like that. I heard that had happened oh, as no, well. No, they so. did do that. Yeah, the guys, they did do that. When we both went down, they did do tape. They had a lot of fun with that. But, you know, it's fine that they had fun because when I was okay after that, we started laughing and stuff. But It was all good. Yeah. But, yeah, but at first, would you imagine, if my career would have been over because of that, because I couldn't see, would you imagine? He because hit you out of my eye that... What's yeah, that? he he just hit you in the wrong spot with the thumb, is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, if Tom if Tom pushed my eye socket, so he didn't knock me down. It's just the the way that the eye socket when it goes back, you can't see. I'm panicking because like, how come I can't see? So that's why it was like, my God, like this is insane. So when I'm at the hospital and I still can't see, and they're like, hopefully it goes back on its own, George. Otherwise, you'll be blind in one eye. My current NHL just started it. So I was like, oh, my God, because there's nothing they could have done. It was just a matter of waiting. So it took he, about a week to be back to normal. Yeah, it was a little bit of a scare there. I, I, I do recall, you know, sort of a story that's been passed in Oilers lore uh, about the eye injury and you missing a couple games as a result. And uh, it just shows you those Rocky movies. They're not completely true, right? Because in, uh, in Rocky, then they tell Rocky to cut. Cut the eye, cut the eye, so I can see right in Rocky yeah. One, right? So uh, that's funny. Yeah, Daryl and Daryl. The listeners should know this. He was not a big guy, George. Like, what was he? One hundred and fifty five, one hundred and sixty pounds, yeah, maybe. Yeah, one hundred and sixty pounds. But he was very technical, very fast, very intelligent. Yeah, yeah. He, he was good. And and you know, like he, he he did so much. And and another guy that I trained boxing a lot with, and was good friend with the oldest, Franco Testito, that that trains athletes in Edmonton. And and those guys with the boxing and stuff like they were, they, they were jammed. They were on the reel, and and I did boxing with both of them. So they're one of the big reasons why I I I was so good as what I did on the ice. Because actually, just so you know, Franco, uh, when I was fighting, I actually did it on the ice with him. Other than 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 doing boxing off the ice, I would go on the ice and do the pads with him. So that way, it would it would teach me how to, to keep my balance, and that's why I never fall. Most tough yeah. guys, it would go down in the fight. They have bad balance, but I have strong balance because I would do the pass on the ice with Frank all the time, and they always there giving advice and stuff. So no, I, I trained really, really hard when I was in Edmonton, yeah. and that's what helped me to be a more of a complete player. 
George, Kurt Brackenbury was, I mean, he's not much bigger than me, but he was a tough guy when he played in the WHA. And, uh, I mean, he was, he was a hard nosed player. Uh, and that, that's when the WHA, like, you know, there were teams that had six to eight tough guys in each team. Uh, I want to ask you about, uh, you, you talked about the team being really, Chad Morrill kind of took over from Daryl Duke for a while, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and you got, good. your, your team was in shape when, when Chad was there. Did he train guys differently? Like, was it, yeah, it was, it, it, it actually, okay, th- th- there's, back then, when you trained and stuff, it was the four more static, th- like, the static way of training of just be sitting back and doing right. squats, doing dumbbells, not moving like that. When Chad Morrow came, it was a new way of training with Olympic lifting for explosion. And we, because there's different era, every 10 years in the NHL, trainers are better and better and better. And that's what Chad Morrow uh, was doing, introduced Olympic lifting. So, so the guys become more explosive, not just because strength, for example, like, you know, when you, when you do squat, uh, when, not squat, but when you do bench press, like, it doesn't do anything, the bench press, because, you know, what are you going to do, break your stick on somebody's back? Like, it doesn't make you shoot any harder. i never done bench press my entire career. And guys are like, how are you, how are you fighting? Bench press makes you stiff. It's not good. But, but what Chad was doing is stuff with what's more Olympic lifting gives you explosiveness so you're faster. It's functional movement. And that's what Simon Bennett, that's what he specialized into because then I, when I trained with him in the summer, that's what he did. You know, if you're a big guy, you don't need to train to be the bigger guy or to be a bodybuilder. It's not what we're training for. An athlete, you're supposed to move. You play in hockey, you're supposed to move. So when you train, you're supposed to train in movement. That's why nowadays, more and more trainers, when they, when they train people, they train with their body weight. They make them do stuff with their body weight because the less risk of injuries, the, the flexibility will get better and you can get much stronger that way. Look at all gymnasts. The gymnasts, the stuff that they do, there's no weight, but they do stuff that are insane. And, you know, you don't need to do weights. You could do a big workout with somebody, a trainer that knows what he's doing with no weights, and you could become a world-class athlete just with, a, with the proper training. George, one final question for George LaRock, Edmonton Sporting Icon. We got a lot of positive feedback from you telling that story about Daryl Duke. Uh, <laughs> did you not, and we've only got about a minute here, uh, GSP, did you not jump in the ring with GSP? How scared yeah, were you? okay. So what happened is uh, with GSP, he's a very good friend of mine. We hang out quite a lot. And, and I was teasing him all the time that I said, if we ever fought me and you, I would pick you up. And, uh, and throw you, like, uh, outside the ring. And right. he's like, yeah, okay, let's do it. So we went to the TriStar to, to do an exhibition match for fun. It was filmed by TSN. You could actually see it on YouTube. And we, and obviously, we, there was no hitting, but what we tried to do is put the other guys down, like, on his back. And I'm telling you, like, there's one of the reasons, there's a reason why he's the best in the world. I couldn't, I couldn't lift him up. He, it felt like he weighed a ton. It's just, it's so much technique. And, and what was insane, because he, he got me down so many times, uh, so easy. And he was, and actually, he said the biggest challenge for him is it was to put me down easy. Because in a real fight, usually you body slam guys when you put them down, but he didn't want to hurt me. So he was putting me down gently. And that, that's the hard part was to do it gently so I, didn't, I wasn't going to get hurt. But it's just that I did it for fun. We're in Montreal and we're having fun with that and stuff. I was 280 when we did this and he was like 200 pounds. And he did the same thing with me as Chara did with McCabe when he was tossing him around like he was. I remember a that. 
You remember yeah. that? Yeah, I remember when that. When he was shaking on the ice and he was kind of like, I was doing that with my kids when they were two years old, like tossing in the air, turning around and stuff in the air. He did that with Brian McCabe. Well, that's what uh, George Semper did to me. And we laugh about this all the time still. But he did say, though, that George, if we do this on the ice, I would have no chance, which is true. But still, when you're a competitor, you don't care about You want to be the best oh, in everything man. that you do, right? But uh, yeah. no, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome. George, great stories. Thanks for joining, you today, uh, joining us today, okay? Anytime, brother. Talk to you next Th- week. Thanks a lot, George. You take care. That is George LaRock, Edmonton sporting icon, longtime Edmonton Oiler, revealing the truth of the Daryl Duke legendary uh, story. Uh, there might have been some, you know, it was uh, legal bets made between gentlemen. Uh, there might have been a little bit of money wagered on that when... <laughs> George and Daryl Duke went at it. Oh, it's hilarious. Let's move the ping pong table out of the way and let's have a little boxing match and away we go. Uh, 153 in Edmonton. Uh, we're going to go into this day in Oilers history back to 1997, back in the 630 Chad Studios. Here's Brandon Escott. <laughs> you know what, Bob? I don't have my script in front of me. Oh, right well, now. I do. So <laughs> go ahead. I, I, all right, just a sec. The Edmonton Oilers signed on this date back in 1997, forward Scott Fraser. While former Oiler Luke Richardson was signed away by the Philadelphia Flyers, Fraser spent most of the following season in the AHL, but he produced down the stretch for the Oilers. He got 23 points in 29 games. He left via free agency the following year and then retired. I think he signed with the Rangers. They signed him to a ridiculous deal. Fraser had a late run at the end of the 97-98 season. I think he had 10 or 11 goals during that stretch. Luke Richardson, how's this? How's this for six degrees of separation, Brendan, for you? In 19, in the fall of 1996, I called Brian Hall on 630 Jed, okay, and said, Brian, are you concerned that Glenn Sather is going to have to trade Luke Richardson at the trade deadline or lose his rights because surely he'll be uh, signed away as a free agent? And you know what Mr. Hall uh, said at that time, Brendan? What's that? I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> That's it's a true story. Uh, anyhow, uh, the Oilers, as we all know, went on a playoff run in 1997, in large part to the sheer brilliance of a guy by the name of Curtis Joseph in goal. And uh, that summer, Luke Richardson, who's a great guy, uh, signed uh, with the Philadelphia Flyers. Coming up tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, here's Brendan Escott. You will get an Oilers camp update and uh, post-session comments from the players as well. I think they just got off the ice a little bit ago. Uh, Gene Principe on the team and his rap song, I've not heard his rap song yet. Going to have to check that out after the show. And then uh, Eskimos color analyst Dave Campbell with a CFL update and a chat about sports making a return. All right. Elliot Friedman will join us on tomorrow's show. We'll have either Jack or Reed on. i got to figure that one out. Uh, since they flipped this week, I don't want to get too confused. Uh, show's fluid. Brendan, enjoy your Friday off. That's eight for you. <laughs> up next, not that I'm counting. Up next, the global news weather traffic update, followed by the uh, 6.30 chat afternoon news again. Uh, that is what Jalen and I, 3.30 today, Dr. Dina Hinshaw will get some more clarity from the city as well on mass. Have a tremendous Thursday, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Chad.